You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is a show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Katie Zane, and Katie talked about the gross things that happened to her body while living with multiple sclerosis. This week, I called Allie McIlvain in Los Angeles, and she told me about a couple gross things that happened to her while commuting to work. Here's Allie McIlvain. First of all, it's nice to talk to you again. I feel like last time, is the only time we've ever hung out that one night in Madison. Yeah, and that was, I mean, that must have been like the first year I was doing stand-up. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, I'll never forget that night. It was very special. Because, obviously, I met you and I met Neve, who ended up being a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, also, definitely one of the drunkest nights of my life. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, can't say yeah, the same, yeah. but... <laughs> I've been drunker. <laughs> I remember the important things. I've forgotten much else. I just remember there was like a Swedish guy at one of the open mics who like filmed my set and he like put it on Vimeo and Facebooked me the link and I was like, "Oh, well, you can't have this online." <laughs> what? A Swedish guy? What? I even, I, wait, was he a comic? No, he was just a random traveler who was at the like Wow bar where we went to like an open mic after the one that was the club on state street oh yeah i wonder (laughs) it and i was just like this this was he was like you were so funny and i was like i can't do an accent (laughs) he's like you you were so funny and i filmed it and he had like top-notch like professional grade camera equipment and it was me slurring through like an extremely like filthy set and (laughs) uh, I I was just like this can't be online (laughs) I remember you show yeah because I think that that must have been when we met and but like so we just started and there's like a pretty small not I mean not that small considering how small Madison is but like a small group of like regular comics and there were very few women so then when you showed up I definitely noticed because yeah yeah, because I was like there's a girl my age that was like doing really well oh you know it's funny it's all an illusion right like at the time I would have never described myself that way (laughs) (laughs) um now I'm 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 thriving (laughs) Now that stand-up's over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, God. Yeah, I haven't done stand-up in, like, five months. Yeah, that must feel crazy. Does it feel crazy? Yes. Um, And I think I'm, like, I really should have been recording more sets. I'm more worried, like, I'm, like, I guess all that stuff that I was kind of just storing in my brain might be gone now. Yeah, luckily I have this bad bad slash good habit of um voice memoing oh yeah every joke idea i have and every open mic uh, i'm so stupid which which is like good to have because it's you know like you don't have to because recording with a video it's like a whole thing right yeah um but if you just pop your phone up there you like will remember the joke and the beats come back to you and then the beats that don't work you're like oh that was awful <laughs> Yeah, I should have been doing. I should have, at least like once a week. I should have done it. Maybe not every time. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I think I the important ones will come back to you. Do you have a notebook? Yes, yes. Okay. Well, thank God. But some... I lost like some crucial joke notebooks because oh, really? I moved like seven times in five years in LA. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, and like in those moves, you know, you lose shit, and like, and like. I had this one notebook that uh, John Mulaney signed my first no. year of comedy. I went to some random show in L.A., and he popped in unannounced. And he wasn't, like, massive then. I just was obsessed with his album, The Top Part. And I, like, came up to him after the show, and I was like, Hi, you were really funny. Um, I just started doing stand-up, like, six months ago. Mm-hmm. And he was like... And I was, like, holding my joke notebook in my hand, and he was like, Oh, thank you that's so nice of you do you want me to sign that and I was like sure <laughs> and he just he he said uh 
hi, Ellie, I'm glad you're doing stand-up. And then he signed his name. And I have a picture of it, but I lost the notebook, which I feel like is a bummer. Oh, no, yeah. And I also have jokes in there, too. But those are jokes for my first year of comedy, so it's like, Ooh. boo. Yeah, my God. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I don't even... I feel like I was doing, like, an impression of a stand-up comedian the first couple years. Oh, for sure. Before I kind of worked some shit out, so it is embarrassing to look back upon, but... The, the embarrassing thing to me is, like, my early jokes, I just, like, it's stunning to me what I thought would be interesting to other people, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I'm like, you're gonna want... Ooh, you're gonna want every detail of this story. I'll tell you what, what shoes I was wearing. That adds <laughs> to the comedy somehow. I'll tell you what time of the day it was. Really, really painting a scene. Ugh, and I was doing like wordplay for Christ's sakes. Ugh. Ugh, I I stand by wordplay. I think wordplay is forever. It depends. <laughs> it was. I remember doing one joke where I was like, the crux of it was like me doing a couple of puns, and and it just ate a dick so hard that I learned my lesson for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Good for you. I used to do a Lana Del Rey impression Ooh. Uh, that killed the first time I did it, you know, and people loved it. But then every other time, either people didn't know who she was or they were like, do not sing at us in a <laughs> Lana Del Rey impression. And it was, I remember the second two times I did it, it bombed so hard. I like was so shook. <laughs> it was like, oh, no. And, uh, yeah. I mean, for the best, for sure. I feel like sometimes I'll Anyway. Have my... Oh, wait, what? Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, no you just, go. You sometimes go. I have a joke where I'm like, half the, it's, like, so polarizing that half the time it bombs, but half the time it, like, really gets a good reaction. So I, and I just keep doing it, like, knowing it's, like, a, a, a coin toss. I think that rules. I definitely have some jokes like that. It was, that. like, about killing a dog sure. or something, so I should have known, but... Kill your dog? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't kill the dog. I was just <laughs> referencing kill, maybe if a dog died or something. I don't I uh, <laughs> People are very sensitive about that type of thing. As yeah. I have, a, I have a joke about, um, like, okay, so this will help transition us into my gross stories. Okay. Uh, I have a joke about how it's, like, it, it's crazy how you learn how periods work, that, like, you build up the endometrial lining, the, like, blood in your uterus, and then you just have to wait for it to slide out of your body over the course of about a week. <laughs> and it's like, can't we... It's 20... You know, now it's 2020. I think when I was telling the story, I was like, it's it's 2018! Mm-hmm. Can't we, uh... Can we find a way to speed up the process? Like, what about, like, a miniature vacuum? <laughs> just suck that shit out! And people hated the sucking sounds of sucking the period blood out of your uterus. The slurp. No. And then also, I found out that that's basically what an abortion is. Oh. <laughs> and then I added a, a, a tag about it being an abortion, <laughs> but for blood. And people, you know, it, sometimes it really worked. It's called it's called my she-dirt devil joke. So that, that one's free. <laughs> I'm open to the idea, though. It does, it does seem like, we, yeah, a little right? bit faster would be more convenient for me. Yeah, like, I know that, like, witch culture is all about, like, respecting your body's natural process, but, like, I, I don't. I just don't <laughs> respect my body's natural process. I'm in a rush. I've got yeah, you got to somewhere to be. <laughs> to not have to slowly for the blood to leave my body. <laughs> but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, like, I was trying to think of my gross stories, and I'm honestly, like, a beautiful, graceful woman, so I don't have anything that crazy. Um, but then I realized that, like, I've done, I've done crazy things because for most of my life I've been, like, the victim of having really long commutes. Oh. <laughs> like, uh, in, L- in L.A., for until my most recent job, I was always, like, crossing the city. And if you're not from L.A., crossing the city during rush hour can be a two to three hour process like depending on where you're going God. and where your where your home is or whatever and so i was working as a pa or an art department coordinator or a runner or an intern or whatever the fuck you know uh 
a barista slash intern <laughs> and I would have I would have to like drive for hours every day um and like uh so so basically what I'm gonna present you is like a couple vignettes of stuff I had to do due to these long drives so there's this one time when I was working in Playa del Rey which is this like oceanside sort of like half developed half undeveloped area of Los Angeles. So it's like half extremely fancy. And most importantly, it's like by the sea. So it's as west as you can get. And I've always lived on the east side. Um, and Wait, you're there's not, this you're not from LA, right? Wait, what's up? You're not from LA. No, I'm from Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. But, but I've been out in southern california for like 10 years okay, i yeah. went to college out here oh, gotcha. and then you know when i left college in 2014 i've been here ever since so gotcha. about about 10 years in the area six years in la proper cool yeah and like uh was this period when i was uh working in playa del rey and I'd have to drive all the way back to uh, Eagle Rock, which is, like, far flung on the other side of what constitutes the city. And, uh, like, it's just shy of Pasadena, and that's when it stops being Los Angeles City. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, there was this midway point <laughs> when I was driving back called Hancock Park, which is, like, an incredibly bougie part of the city. There's like a golf course there. Um, Mayor Eric Garcetti lives there. You may have seen the news <laughs> uh, of people protesting there because he sucks. Uh, and it's just like mansions and groomed manicured lawns. It's basically like, like if you imagine Beverly Hills, but just like in the middle of the city and like less, ever so slightly less gated. Um, and it would always happen that I would have to pee in the middle of Hancock Park. <laughs> and, uh, I don't, I don't think I was doing it on purpose. It was certainly not like a political statement of like, oh, I'll eat the rich pissing in the rich's lawns or whatever, <laughs> but, but it just would work out. And it just so happened that wealthy people have like big, like, like elaborate, uh, bushes and landscaping. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so there was, it was just rife with places for me to hide and pop a squat and pee. <laughs> and um, this one time, it was like really late at night. We had like a late shoot, and it was like, oh, it was like ten thirty or eleven p.m. And I drove through, and I had to pee really bad, and I just like pulled over. And there was, like, a couple walking their, like, Pomeranian or whatever. And I, like, waited. And then I, like, got out. And I went behind this, like, hedge. And a f I started peeing. And mid-pee, a floodlight came on. <laughs> um, like, on me. And I looked up. And there was a video camera. And I was just like, what's up? <laughs> and I <laughs> finished peeing. And I pulled up my pants. And I just ran away. And so someone in Hancock Park has, like, incredible video footage of me in full bright floodlight <laughs> just peeing straight up in their immaculate gardens <laughs> yeah i thought you're gonna be like and, and then it was drew barrymore <laughs> i thought it was gonna be like a celebrity okay. looking down at you i would love to have like had a face-to-face -face interaction i think that would have been funny because like what are you gonna do they're just gonna be like hey don't piss in my lawn and i'll be like <laughs> I hear you, but I had to. <laughs> <laughs> and and then they'd be like, I'm calling the cops. And I'd be like, psych, LAPD doesn't show up for at least an hour. Do you want me to hang out? No, you don't. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> good luck getting your DNA also, like, out of the grass. Oh, what? I said good luck getting your DNA out of the grass after you leave anyways. Go yeah, for sure. Swab the grass. What, are you going to for... do a drug test on me? Yeah. <laughs> it's legal, so. Bitch. Um, yeah, but it's like, if you let your dogs piss in the lawn, why can't I? 
you know, it's a big deal. I'm not going to yeah, shit the in the lawn. That's not of our card to me, you know? Mm. I just feel like, I just feel like pee is fair game. You can pee anywhere you want. I, as long I as do. you're not, like, yeah. actively, like, in, like, showing children your ass, you know? <laughs> I like That's it, That's my too. stance. It's invigorating to pee outside. Absolutely. Um, the breeze on your labia. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing There's I... always, like, some type of long grass tickling yeah. <laughs> your inner thighs. That's I, sensual. <laughs> I don't like to drip dry is the only thing. I'm, I'm always, like, kind of soggy when I pull my pants back up. Oh, sure. Well, because of, like, being a PA and commuting all the time when I was first starting out, like, I always had everything in my car. Like, my car was, like, a second apartment. Oh, yeah. Um, so I always had, like know fast food napkins and stuff so yeah. i would take that do a little wipe yeah ball it up toss it into the hedges run away <laughs> all biodegradable all totally above board <laughs> imo Ugh. but the worst okay so so la that's like just sort of something and and like i think i reached an age where i was just like i don't i don't care at all about if I have to pee, I'm going to pee wherever I need to. Like, this is my body. Can't ignore an urge from the body. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, the worst thing that ever happened to me on a commute was when I was actually working in New York for a summer. I was an unpaid intern at oh, Late yeah. Night with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, nice. Which should have been, like, a dream job, right? <laughs> uh, but it was, like, a nightmare because I was so broke all summer and I had to get like a second job as one of those people who bothers you on the street it's like hey do you have a moment for children in need and people go eat shit and you go okay (laughs) (laughs) I think those uh, are volunteers uh, I didn't know they were getting paid oh no they're getting paid oh good for them garbage but they are getting paid I thought they just cared about whatever was on their clipboard um you know, it's not like I didn't care about the children in need. <laughs> I, I certainly do want to help children in need. It was a job that I could get with, like, flexible hours. Yeah. So that I could also do my internship and not starve to death. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was, uh, I because I wasn't making really any money, I was staying with a family friend in City Island, which is, like, City Island is this, like, goofy little, like, enclave that's in the north, north, north Bronx. It's, like, right by the edge between New York City and, like, New York proper. Um, And it, uh, a subway does make it there, but it's, like, the very end of the sixth line. Um, uh, The sixth, which you might have you might be familiar with because of the Jennifer Lopez song, Jenny from the Block. She references the six. Oh. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I I have always worn hoops because they've always been a status symbol of being like a hot girl to me. (laughs) And so I I remember like wearing my hoops on the six train and being like, I'm literally Jennifer Lopez right now. Um, But... I was always running late and I was always stressed out and I was always like, like I never had enough time to do anything ever that entire summer. Cause I was also trying to do stand up too. Yeah. Um, and like see a friend occasionally mm-hmm. and like, you know, whatever. Um, so, uh, one morning I was trying to get to 30 Rockefeller Plaza from City Island, which is about an hour-long commute. So I would have to be there, I think at 8, maybe 9. I don't want to, like, exaggerate how, like, hard my struggle was as, like, an unpaid intern, you know, or whatever. But uh, I had to wake up crazy early to me at the time. (laughs) And I was waking up at, like, 6 to, like, get ready and to go, but I would always, like not wake up exactly when I needed to because I was doing stand-up at night so I would get home at like you know one in the morning and uh I I got up to go and uh you have to take a bus to the train from City Island so I caught the bus flustered and the 
to get to uh, the six train station at Pelham Bay, which is like the end of the line, you have to climb up. It's like overground then, basically mm-hmm. kind of like the L in yeah. Chicago. Mm-hmm. And you have to climb up and wait on this like platform outside. And as I was waiting on the platform, uh, a seagull fully shit on top of my head. <laughs> like just out of nowhere drive by just took a shit and it landed like a cartoon (laughs) on the top of my head and I remember thinking like I'm already running late to work this is not believable like if I called my supervisor and was like a seagull shit on my head (laughs) and I'm going to be hours late to work (laughs) They would fire me. I felt so deeply in my bones. They were just going to fire me. <laughs> and, like, I couldn't, like, you know, everyone knew that I had this, like, fancy internship. And everyone was like, oh, local girl, Ellie McElvain's making it big time as an intern that no one cares about at this <laughs> late night show. Uh, and if I, like, got fired from it, it would be, like, the end of whatever career I wanted, you know? Yeah. And so... I made this decision, like, so quick. Because, like, I remember people reacted around me to the bird shitting on my head. <laughs> like, there was, like... Because like, it's, like, commute hours. It's, like, rush hour in New York City. So there's, like, a ton of people on the platform. But the bird shits on my head. <laughs> and they're just, like, whoa. And I remember just being, like, you cannot... You cannot let this phase you. So very swiftly... I just took, and my hair was really long at the time, too. It's, like, down to, like, the middle of my back. I just took my hair, and I lifted it up into a top knot oh. in which the molten center was the virgin. <laughs> oh, you didn't even wipe it out? No, I had no time. I had no wet wipes. Oh, God. The train was coming. You know, and like, if I didn't get this train, I was going to be late, late. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was just like, this, this is necessary. And so (laughs) I had this like blooming onion of a messy bun on the top of my head in which secretly in the middle of it was bird shit, like goopy (laughs) seagull city, like a a dirty city bird. Oh, yeah. And that's that's number three type shit. They don't, they don't, they don't piss and shit. They just have one thing come out of them, and that's what that was. Yeah, it, what is it called? The cloaca? Yeah, it, something it, like it, that. The, <laughs> the clo, clo, yeah, that sounds right. Something, yeah. They only have one hole. Cloaca. I know that. Oh shit! Someone's calling me. I gotta decline. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> oh, my best friend Meryl. One of my best friends. Mm. Wow, you don't need a lot of males She's good. anymore. She was in she was in New York that summer too, oh. and she uh, famously took me clubbing. And I I had gotten an iPhone for my birthday. Uh, it was like this is 2012, so this is like the beginning of iPhones. Nice. Um, and uh, this is like a week later, and we like went clubbing, and my phone got stolen. Oh. And I like I like do not go clubbing. This was, like, the one night that I was, like, deciding to live it up. <laughs> I got drunk, and I probably I probably put my phone somewhere, but I don't know. I don't think so. I think it just got stolen out of my stupid little bag. <laughs> um, I also showed up to her apartment with all her, like, hot friends, and they all looked at me and said, you can't wear that. They won't let you in. <laughs> so they ended up squeezing me into one of their, like, do you remember the, like, the, like, Forever 21 skirts? that were like bandage wraps oh yeah yeah they oh, squeezed yeah, me I into do. one of those and then they didn't ha- I have like I have like tits and they're all like skinny <laughs> and they, no one had like a, a top for me to wear except for this one girl who got a boob job and she gave me a bathing suit top oh, <laughs> so I'm wearing like a, a tank top bathing suit top like a tankini <laughs> With like a bandage wrap skirt. Wait, and then what I got did my you? What did you show up in? What were you trying to wear? 
Uh, I was just, like, wearing jeans, and, like, I I thought I'd picked out, like, a nice tank top. Like, it had, like, beads on it. Oh, yeah. Do you classic. know what I mean? Like, oh, from yeah. Urban Outfitters. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I had, like, sneakers. I remember they were like, no, you need heels. And I was like, no, don't make me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, so I, so a bird shits on my head. I throw it up into a messy bun. A, a, a seagull who's eating garbage deposits from its cloaca a mixture of shit and piss onto <laughs> the middle of my head, and I just decide to keep it, you know. And it's like, uh, it feels like, okay, are you familiar with the that Edgar Allan Poe story about, like, the telltale heart? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like, it's like this, he, like, how... I, I'm gonna miss remember it, but it's like this heart is beating from this from like underneath these floorboards from him like killing someone or yeah. something, mm-hmm. and it was literally like the middle of my bun was like throbbing <laughs> on the train because I was so hyper aware of there just being bird shit in the middle of my head, and I can't like smell anything, you know, like New York in the summertime just smells bad. It just smells yeah. like hot trash. Yes, and. So I have no idea, but I, like, remember running to the end of the platform so that the people who saw the bird shit in my hair didn't have to sit by me. <laughs> and I take the, you know, I take the train uh, into, uh, it goes directly underneath 30 Rock. And so I enter, and I, like, get up there just in time for, like, the intern check-ins. And, like, you get, like, what you're supposed to do for the day. So I couldn't even immediately go to wash it out. I was, like, there just in time. So I had my bird shit bun <laughs> oh my god someone's calling me again jesus popular that's my mom no one's called me in years really i'm well i'm a phone call person so i i attract it no i have a couple people that i'm a phone call person with them but other than that i am not that's so interesting i feel like you'd be delightful on the phone oh thank you you are at the moment <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I keep being distracted. An unpaid internship is like the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. It's it was horrible. I mean, they got sued. I got some Good. money in a class action settlement. Oh really? I, think I got like I think I got like three hundred dollars, oh. <laughs> which is like wouldn't have paid for. It would have paid for like you know. It would have been helpful for sure to have had that three hundred dollars at the time, and then when I got it like years later, I was like, all right, well fine yeah (laughs) but like you know obviously I was able to cobble together the funds to do it because I had family friends who were housing me for free um you know my parents were like giving me some money to get like groceries and then I and then they and then I got this other job so that I could like you know occasionally do something that wasn't just like sleep work and eat so like I have the privilege of having been able to do it at all even though it was hell for me. And, like, it's just, like, the most unethical practice that we yeah, do in America. I mean, it's not the mo- I don't want to say most unethical because it's all fucked up, but, like, it's very bad and, like, totally blocks kids who don't come from privileged backgrounds from being able to do these things. Because, yeah. like, I remember one of the first, like, questions in my interview was, like, can you relocate to New York? And I was just like, ah, sure! <laughs> I'll figure it out. And, like, if I didn't know, if I didn't have, like, um, parents who had these friends who could house me, you know, like, I wouldn't have been able to do that at all, you know? Yeah. I wasn't making any money. I was a full-time college student. Like, I was, ma- I was like, working at the phone bank, you know? I think I had, like, a couple hundred dollars in my savings account. Ah, uh, it's trash. Yeah, seriously. Definitely a good experience, though. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and I did meet like really nice people who like have been nice to me like none of them have like you know been rude to me you know the people who actually paid attention to you at all which they didn't have to and they don't want to for sure <laughs> um, like the people who did go out of their way to like be thoughtful and like talk to me about like what do you want to do with your life like I'll never forget them that was so nice you yeah. know but like that was the main benefit. I also got to see Frank Ocean perform. Oh hell yeah! Uh, that kind of would be worth it, which actually. was 
very cool and I got to do that for free so you know that's a couple hundred bucks right there oh wait back to the bird shit oh okay the story's not even over oh wow I'm so sorry what's gonna happen to the shit now (laughs) okay so bird shit's still in my butt right and then I have to go and I get my like assignment for the day I think it's like play words with friends with fans of the show as if you're Jimmy Fallon you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um and I excuse myself to go to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) and I you know I'm sure there's showers at 30 Rock for like people who work there and like the talent but like certainly not for interns and so I go into this like you know public bathroom in the building that does not have like private stall and I just I use paper towels to clog up the sink and I fill the sink with water and hand soap and I just (laughs) dunk my head into the sink and with my fingers try to get all the bird shit out of my hair (sighs) and um one of the other people who the the like sort of intern coordinator this girl Liza like walked in as I was doing it and I remember so distinctly she just went what okay I'm not gonna ask and uh are you okay or she goes she goes what are you okay you know what I'm not gonna ask and she turns and leaves (laughs) (laughs) and I was like fair enough I'm fine I guess I'm like demoralized and degraded but I am uh hanging in there and I think I got it out pretty much but my hair felt like straw for the rest of the day because I used hand soap and water <laughs> to get the bird shit out and uh, yeah and then I did miss my train home to like get back home so my hair stayed straw like and horrible for at least 36 hours <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a hefty bird it was a big boy <laughs> <laughs> live show we put down uh slips of paper for the audience write down their own disgusting ladylike stories and these are some of those stories and i'm gonna read them starting now okay um i was having a great time while a girl was going down on me but i had had a few white russians and i'm lactose intolerant i was about to come but i also had to fart so bad i started to come but i felt i was gonna shit myself so I shoved her face out of my vagina and ran to the toilet. LOL. Oh my god. I was so afraid they were just going to let it happen. <laughs> that seem, This does seem like an, a very avoidable situation. Um, yeah, it's like, were you at a white Russian party and yeah. you could not decline? <laughs> like, you know what's up with your body. Maybe they were, like, super on sale. or That's, the, that's what would... <laughs> if it was like, this is poison that will give me diarrhea, but they were like, oh, they're $2 each, I'd be like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> well, okay, I'll take two. <laughs> Good point. Or, like, I, I have never seen the end of The Big Lebowski, and I've tried to watch it, like, five times, uh, because whenever I watch it, people are making white Russians, because that's, like, the cocktail of choice in that movie. Right. And those things fuck me up, personally. Like, because it's like hot milk. But it's not hot milk. It's milk on ice. But yeah. it's like, I don't know. Milk makes me feel sleepy. It's like a bedtime drink. I don't need. I don't need dairy in my booze. Myself. Right. I uh, yeah. Me neither. Separately though, I like it. I had um. I had a what's it called? A whiskey. What's it called? It's like a. Got dairy. Uh, in it? A frothy whiskey drink. Oh, I like, can't remember the name of. Uh, oh, congrats. Um, well, people in Chicago, people always do amaretta sours with egg whites, so they're all frothy. Oh, whiskey sour! And I didn't oh, find yeah. out until many whiskey sours in that they were made with egg whites. And yeah. I was like, ew! I know, it is a fun, I do like, yeah, it's a good texture. <laughs> it, it's, you would never believe it was eggs, but like, I find eggs to be, I only like eggs in their specific context, um, you know, as, like, breakfast food. And then it was, like, in my nighttime drink. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> um, okay, well, here's, okay, here's another one for you. 
Um, and these are all these are all sex stories. I didn't mean to get all of them, but so I just want to say like props to that uh, listener for like doing the the like unselfish thing, like sacrificing the orgasm to not shit in their partner's face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like women are nice like that to each other. I don't know. Uh, if, I don't know if a man would do the same. <laughs> it's true. Um. Okay. Once while having a one night stand of bad sex, the condom broke while the dude. Sorry, <laughs> my dog is barking. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like, you know, like a sound, sound like effect. A sound yeah. effect of a door closing. <laughs> Whee! Hold on, let me. Can I just really quick find out what's happening with my oh, dog? Oh yeah, yeah. Come on, come here. Lola's just barking at a dog. Classic. You know, she's sitting in a baby pool right now. Oh. So I'm gonna let her, let her be. Lucky. I know. She's truly living a sweet life. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm back. Okay. Take once, your time. <laughs> once while having a one-night stand of bad sex, the condom broke while the dude was vigorously pumping in and out of me. He could tell something happened, but was dumb and mystified about, about it when... about where the condom went. I ran to the bathroom, tossed my leg up on the sink, and had to fish it out myself. Yo! <laughs> That's fucking cool. <laughs> I love a gal who gets it done. <laughs> well, I hate when that happens. It is, that is a, that is a mess in there. That's disgusting. Oh, everything's all, <laughs> I've never, you know, I've certainly had people come inside me before, but I've never had someone come inside me and leave the condom. I've had it, I'm so stupid. Sometimes we're like, like I fall asleep like this is like when I'm um (laughs) when I am drunk uh then I'll fall asleep and then so then the con when everything oh I'm getting grossed out just talking about it so then when I move off then the condom stays uh with me (laughs) (laughs) we like it here yeah (laughs) very grippy walls yeah exactly (laughs) on tiktok they call it a gorilla grip pussy (laughs) The teens are calling it that, and I say, okay. <laughs> okay, thank you, teens. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I have one more. I had my first foursome and had to chug red wine to build up the courage to participate. As I was going down on my friend, I had to run to the bathroom as throw up began leaking from my mouth. I didn't make it oh. to the toilet, but after cleaning myself off, I came out to a room full of everyone previously doing sex fast asleep so i left <laughs> previously doing sex fast asleep <laughs> Ugh, i've puked up red wine before and it is that it's quite a sight to behold <laughs> damn i bet you know what's crazy about me is that i never puke oh hell yeah <laughs> my body just like doubles down on how drunk i get like it's not like i haven't drunk had, it's not like I haven't, like, imbibed to excess before, <laughs> you know? Like, I, many times. Obviously, I grew up in the Midwest. Yeah. I'm, like, a thick lady. I'm a bit of a tank. <laughs> and, like, there have been nights where, like, I could tell my body should be throwing up, but I'm just like, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, no one thinks you're as drunk as you are if you go through the night without vomiting. You know, like, yeah. it's always the people who vomited that they're like, oh, my God, Jenna got so drunk, she vomited red wine. And, like, me, double fisting, like, bottles of red wine, like, flashback to the night before. <laughs> but because I didn't throw up, everyone's like, oh, were you even drunk? And it's like, guys, <laughs> I scaled a, uh, uh, you know, a construction crane in the middle of the night. You guys forgot about that? Like, yeah, but you didn't throw up from the top of the construction crane, Ooh. so you seemed fine. That would be cool, though, if you did. <laughs> I did scale a construction crane while really fucked up in college once. Wait, seriously? It's the, it's the most, and I mean, this guy hooked up in the cockpit of it, and wow. it's the dumbest shit I've ever done. No, I like I, it. I think that's definitely cool. <laughs> should have died, and it would have been embarrassing for my entire family. That would be embarrassing. I, um, but I didn't, and so now it's my fun story I get to tell. (laughs) 
Our live story comes from Katie Zane. Katie is a Chicago performer, and this was recorded in September of 2019. Here's Katie Zane. We sold our words for property. So I'm uh, going to talk to you guys about a lot of things that happen with my body because I have multiple sclerosis. But I do want to say first how extremely jealous I am of both of their situations with like Snapchat and screens. I've never gotten that luxury. I've been going to the doctor for a very long time. That has never happened for me. I'm very upset. Uh, also, my brother uh, swallowed a penny when he was a kid because he was trying to catch it in his teeth. Because uh, he's brilliant, so I, I was like, oh, another kid did that. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Um, so the first thing I'm going to tell you guys about, so you know when you laugh or cough really hard and you pee your pants a little bit, like for various reasons? You know, pissing your pants is an expression. Because it happens frequently enough that we have a fucking expression for it. Okay? It's very, that's the normal thing. But what happens for me, <laughs> alright, let's, uh, let's, we'll get to that. Uh, when I first started doing stand-up, I started writing jokes about it. I wrote a great joke, which I'm not telling, but you, it's great, um, about peeing my pants. And it's like my body heard the joke and then doubled down. And by that I mean, now when I cough really hard or laugh really hard, I come. And I don't mean that I have an orgasm. I mean, I literally female ejaculate into my underwear. <laughs> and, you know, there's just like no way to carry a sex towel discreetly for yourself. Like, you just have to live in that mess all day. <laughs> don't let me sit on your furniture. Like, probably a good call. I know, I know, like, the cane makes you think you should let me have your seat, but don't. <laughs> Probably not a good call. So the other thing that is fun for me is that uh, I have a butthole that doesn't do its job. And by that I mean, when you take a shit, which by the way, I hate pooping, it's the worst. I'm sure you guys love it, good for you. Um, when you take a shit, your, your asshole is like a, like a little trap door that's like this, that just goes like this, right? Mine just goes like this. Just stays there. And so uh, as a result, I use a lot of toilet paper. Um, I'm a very clean person. Just, uh, I use like half a roll of toilet paper, I think, when I go to the bathroom. Which is why in my house, uh, the deal is that I pay for it. Every time I live with anyone, I'm like, I will be using so much of this. Like, I will be buying it. Don't worry. Um, so I... Uh, I really am very jealous of, of everyone in this room's butthole. Like, I just want to let you guys all know that. Because I just don't know what it's like to go to the bathroom and like sit down, and have your asshole open up and let all the terrible things out, and then just shut right on up and close up business like it's supposed to. And then you get to carry on with your fucking life and not use so much goddamn toilet paper. And the other day I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what, I have a really, really bad gag reflex. Like, when I was younger, I hated blowjobs, I thought they were the worst. And I was thinking, I was like, you know what's fucked up? The muscle in your throat that does that is like the same muscle in your asshole. So why can't my gag reflex be broken? You know what I mean? Like, instead, I like puke every time I give a blowjob. And then can't take a shit, like it's the worst, it's the best. Uh, don't invite me over, I think also. Just don't let me in your house, <laughs> probably a good call. So the next thing I wanna tell, and those are some of my jokes, and I'm gonna tell you some actual stories now. Uh, the first story I wanna tell you guys about is the time that I went camping with some friends and engaged in very loud and vigorous sexual activities in a tent in a park on 4th of July weekend, I think in like 2008. <laughs> and it turns out on July 4th, on a weekend at a lake, there's a lot of children there. <laughs> so we got kicked out by about six park rangers in the middle of the night 
And nothing's the best. Like, you're like kind of fucking someone and then there's flashlights on a tent. And then you're being told, like, you have, to, like, we were drunk and they were like, you guys have to leave right now. And they made us pack up our entire tent and all of our shit in the dark while we were drunk and then get into a car and drive away while we were drunk. Because, you know, responsible. Good job, Park Service. <laughs> um, and so, um, of course, like, we're wasted and the person driving shouldn't be driving, so right away when we left the park, we went and pulled over in a grocery store parking lot. And then we're all realizing, you know, like I said, we're pretty drunk and we're all like, we're a little hungry, everybody has to use the bathroom. And there's a grocery store that's still open because it's like a 24-hour one, thank Christ. Um, and so we go in and we go to use the bathroom. Everyone, you know, takes turn peeing. And my, my best friend and I go in the bathroom together because sometimes that's what women do for reasons. I don't know why we do that sometimes. I don't, it's like, I can't pee alone. Um, please come with me. I like that boy out there. This is scary. Um, but, and so my friend takes a pee and then I sit down to take a pee. And then I have a sneak attack poo. Like, you know, when you're like, and I don't, I've always wondered, and maybe somebody after the show can tell me what this is like for men, because you guys are peeing standing up, but like women, we're already engaged, like we're on the toilet when we have a sneak attack poop, like we're ready to go. Um, I just have wondered how many men have just shit their pants will be, <laughs> really. But anyway, so I, ha I start like, I'm like, oh shit, I'm taking a poop, and my friend's like freaking the fuck out, wanting to leave the bathroom. And then I won't let her leave because the boy I was just kissing is on the other side of it. And I don't want him to know that I poop. Because that's what you do when you're dumb and 24. Like nobody shits, you know, women don't poop uh, at all. And so yeah, I forced her to stay in the bathroom with me while I took a horrible drunk shit. And then she has never forgiven me for this. In fact, every time she meets a new person that we both know, or like, you know, like introductions, she tells this story. She always is like, remember the time you made, locked me in a bathroom with your shit? <laughs> and then I always defend myself. And then I always, I, you know what guys, it's about 50-50. Half the people I tell this story to agree with my, I like, I like the person on the other side of the door. It was an embarrassing situation. Be a friend, smell my shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't, yeah, be a friend, smell my shit. That should be, yeah, that should be my tagline for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's how that story ended. Also, I want to point out in that story is that the tent that I was using on that camping trip was borrowed. And you can bet for sure we did not get all the parts of that tent home. Because, uh, yeah, you're not gonna when you're all drunk like that. Now, the last story I'm gonna tell you guys is about, about a year ago. It starts sad, but it gets funny, I promise. Uh, about a year ago, uh, I was suicidal and wanted to kill myself. And what I did with that is I went to the hospital and, you know, said I needed to, to be in there. So they admitted me to the hospital. And I'm in the ER. <coughs> When you're in an ER and you want to kill yourself, it is one of the most like surreal, bizarre things. Because <laughs> you're just like laying there, not knowing what's about to happen at all. And what happened for me about at that moment is I was like, oh, I have to pee. I go to the bathroom and I start my period while I'm in the ER because I want to kill myself. <laughs> You can laugh at that, it's funny. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and so, when, when I first got into the ER, they let me choose the channel. And I chose the Game Show Network because it seemed like a good choice. It seemed very, very safe. <clears throat> and it turned out it was not a safe option. Because what it meant is that I bled out of my vagina for seven hours to Steve Harvey's mustache. <laughs> I like straight up can't watch Family Feud anymore. <laughs> I watched it for like 34 years and I'm done. Like I can never watch it again. It's so much Steve Harvey. Like no one needs that. And so I, I really think that like that's the worst my day could possibly get, right? Like period, Steve Harvey's mustache, like want to kill myself. That's that topped out, right? For sure. Uh, not true. I get up, finally get up to the hospital floor and I find out that I am not allowed to have tampons 
while I'm in the mental hospital. And yeah, I freak the fuck out. Of course, I'm, I'm like fucking suicidal already. And so I'm really pissed off and I run back to my room and I write this joke uh, with my little golf pencil. <laughs> and I was like, what? What, how am I gonna kill myself with tampons? What am I gonna toxic shock syndrome myself to death? What am I just gonna like shove like five tampons in there and like that's how I'm gonna die? Like that's my legacy. She killed herself with tampons. She was wonderful, but she died because of toxic shock syndrome. Jesus Christ. And uh I did finally get tampons in that hospital. I just want to let you guys know my psychiatrist had to sanction them and literally prescription. Like, per, like she can have tampons. <laughs> because, because what it was is they had to make sure that I was mentally healthy enough to take the tampon out. Like, and I feel like, by the way, between what you said earlier and what I just said, I feel like some people in the room just understand more about how tampons work. <laughs> And I am gonna go ahead and get out of here on that. I've been Kay Zane, thank you guys so much. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Ellie McElvain. You can follow me, uh, I'm at Ellie, M-C-E, E-L-L-I-E-M-C-E on all platforms. And soon I am going to be uh, releasing my podcast uh, What's Your Favorite Taylor Swift Song in which I interview basically anyone who wants to talk to me who has a Taylor Swift song they would consider their favorite and that's that's the pod so just like follow me on social media stay tuned for this incredibly niche podcast (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jenna Gephardt and this podcast has been produced by me If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. The live show is produced by myself, Lucia Whalen, and Elise Fernandez. And the theme song is from Natalie Grace Alford. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please rate and subscribe to this podcast. And we'll see you next week.